Taiwan's first democratically elected president, President Li Denghui, has died, age 97, at 7.24 p.m. on Thursday. Li had been hospitalized for several months at Taipei Veterans General Hospital, battling infections that caused septic shocks and multiple organ failures. Taipei Veterans General Hospital says they did everything they could to keep Li alive. A funeral service was held on Thursday for the two pilots of the OH-58D military helicopter that crashed during the Hanguan military exercises earlier this month. The two deceased soldiers were honored with a presidential citation and posthumous rank promotion. Investigations into the crash are still ongoing. Eight Air Force pilots lowered the national flag onto caskets to bid farewell to their fallen comrades, Jen Renjun and Gao Jialong. They were victims of an OH-58D helicopter crash earlier this month during the Hanguang military exercises. The pair died in the line of duty as they tried to manoeuvre the chopper away from a residential area. The funeral service was held in an aircraft hangar. President Tsai Ing-wen attended the ceremony to honour them with a posthumous presidential citation. Relatives of the victims received the citations from President Tsai. Jian and Gao were also both posthumously promoted to commander and major. But for their relatives, no amount of honours will bring them back to life. Gao's mother sobbed silently through the ceremony. President Tsai tried to console her with a comforting hug. A video was played during the ceremony featuring colleagues and relatives recollecting memories of the victims. The video also showed people leaving messages in memory of the victims. The video also shows a photo of an origami helicopter, representing the respect all soldiers feel toward the two pilots. Local government officials from the hometowns of the deceased also attended the event. They included Taoyuan Mayor Zheng Wen-san and representatives from New Taipei City and Yilan. Top officials from each military branch in Taiwan's armed forces also attended the event, as well as representatives from the American Institute in Taiwan. The event was concluded with a procession by soldiers from the ROC Army, Aviation and Special Forces Command. Investigation is still underway on the cause of the accident. Thirteen unexploded bombs found on the seabed off New Taipei's Gongliao district were safely detonated by the military and removed on Thursday morning. The bombs were located in a popular diving spot and discovered last week. During the process, boats were forbidden from approaching the area and each bomb was detonated remotely one by one. The process took several hours and the area was declared bomb-free at 2 p.m. Hyacinth beans are a traditional Chinese medicine ingredient and they are also tasty in a curry. But Taiwanese researchers have found that they can also be useful in combating viral infections like COVID. The beans can be used to derive a protein called FRIL, uh, can, which can prevent viruses from entering the nucleus of cells. Treating cells with the substance can decrease infection rates to under 5%. 
Hyacinth beans are a key ingredient in some Indian curries, but Academia Seneca researchers have discovered they could also be useful to prevent COVID-19 infections. This is thanks to a protein called frill derived from hyacinth beans which can grab and glue polysaccharides together on the surface of the viruses. This makes the viruses unable to enter the nucleus of cells, keeping an infection at bay. It has four tips, and their adherence to polysaccharides is extremely strong. For instance, it can attach really strongly to carbohydrates such as influenza hemagglutinin or to the spike proteins on coronavirus that are covered with polysaccharides. It can reduce infection rates from 70% to just 5%. Researchers found that the nuclei of cells treated with frill were extremely resistant against intruding viruses, dropping infection rates to under 10% for influenza and under 5% for the coronavirus that causes COVID-19. In mouse trials, 70% of mice that were subjected to a frill inhalation treatment survived a flu infection. All those that weren't given the treatment died within eight days. The study has been published in the journal Cell Reports. You can't cook the hyacinth beans. If you cook them, their effects might not be good. You don't necessarily have to insert the substance into the body. You could spray it on face masks and let it bind to viruses there. Whether it be possible to spray it inside plane cabins is something I don't know yet. In the paper, I speculate it could be done. Hyacinth beans could join indigo woad roots, pig thigh plants, and Baikal skullcaps as another traditional Chinese medicine ingredient that has shown promise in treating COVID. The Industrial Technology Research Institute has formed the Talent Development Alliance to encourage young engineers to consider a career in electrical systems. The demand for skilled workers in the areas of green energy and smart electronics is growing rapidly, and through a scholarship fund, the alliance hopes to attract more talented students into the field. At the first award ceremony, winners included a young student from the National Taipei University of Technology who successfully built a smart drone. An LED board is held up to start the ceremony. Ichri has gathered 26 electrical engineering companies in a talent development alliance. The confluence of academia, officialdom and industry hopes to cultivate the next generation of electrical stars. In the video, the remains of an ancestral shrine. This is where the father of Ichri president Liu Wenxiong grew up. This year, he started the Memorial Scholarship Fund in memory of his father Liu Shusheng's contributions to Taiwan's electrics. We will award the scholarship to encourage current students and professors teaching in schools to continue to develop in this direction. The power school has started to offer some classes. People in related fields who want to change field and enter electrics and energy can take our classes at the power school. The Liu Shusheng Memorial Award commemorates, as the name implies, my father's life. After spending most of his life serving Thai power, in retirement he continued to help Taiwan's electrics develop. This drone was assembled by a team including NTUT student Ding Zhaoshen and his classmates. Inspired by the potential of AI, they hope to design a smart drone that can replace human workers and increase precision. That's the experimental attitude that won him the Outstanding Project Award. My dream is to join Thai Power and sit in the control room. We will gather together more schools and outstanding individuals to commit themselves to smart electrics and smart energy from many different angles and viewpoints and their own particular interests. This is an opportunity to transition to a new electricity system. The new generation of electrics is developing rapidly, and there's high demand for skills across the field. The Talent Development Alliance hopes its awards will get the ball rolling and encourage youngsters to consider a career in electricity.
The candidates for Kaohsiung's mayoral by-election on Thursday had a spat over where Kaohsiung's southernmost point was. KMT's Jane Lee had been asked a question during an online broadcast and failed to answer correctly. DPP candidate Chen Chi Mai was later asked the same question by reporters, to which he replied, Lin Yuan District, Kaohsiung's southernmost point on ta ta Taiwan proper. His answer, however, was taken by ammunition by Lee's camp, who says the correct answer is actually the Spratly Islands in the South China Sea. On Thursday, the DPP's Chen was out on the road stumping for votes, shaking hands and posing for photos with Kaohsiung residents. Meanwhile, the KMT's candidate appeared on a live internet broadcast. During the admission, Lee replied incorrectly to the question, where is Kaohsiung's southernmost point? Lee's spokesman, Lu Jiwei, later went on the offensive on Facebook, saying the DPP didn't know where Kaohsiung's southernmost point was either. In the post, Lu asserted the southernmost point was the Spratly Islands and not Lin Yuan District, which is what Chen had previously said to reporters. He said the southernmost point was Lin Yuan, but we found it wasn't Lin Yuan. It was Qijin's Zhongxin borough. Therefore, the southernmost point is Zhongxing Borough. They didn't even check it properly. Uh, of course, Lin Yuan is Kaohsiung's southernmost administrative region on Taiwan proper. If we include the outlying islands, then of course it would be Taiping Island, which is under our administration. Thank you for correcting me, but I think this election is all about canvassing the grassroots. Asked on the matter by media, Chen changed the topic and called on his KMT opponent to make more public appearances. Next month, Chen plans to take part in a public chat with internet celebrity Holger Chen, who has almost 1 million subscribers on YouTube. This election is showing that meeting locals in person is just as important as keeping a presence on social media. Advertising scams selling cosmetic, food or health products are rife on the internet. Often these scams involve misappropriating the images of well-known public figures to endorse their products. One of the latest victims is pediatrician Daniel Huang. Recently, his, his was used by a foreign company to advertise what they claim to be a new treatment for diabetes. The Taiwan Consumers uh, Foundation says that on top of using Huang's image without his consent, the adverts broke several laws in Taiwan, governing the advertising of medication. Thanks to an Akbilla production about life in a pandemic, Huang shot to online fame last month. But now his reputation as a public health advocate has been used by unscrupulous companies looking to make a profit. The link and a photo of Huang pops up. The photo, used without Huang's permission, tops an advert that claims a new treatment for diabetes has been discovered. The text even goes as far as saying that Huang's father was cured of diabetes after drinking the tea advertised. The truth is, neither Huang nor his father, a former health official, has ever contracted diabetes. None of the two are experts in the disease either. The advertiser introduced Huang under a different, similar-sounding name, probably as an attempt to shake off legal repercussions. Friends of mine left comments in the image saying, It's a scam. Dr. Daniel Huang does not endorse this. Don't be fooled. But the comments were deleted fast. After learning that his image was being used, 
used without permission, Huang immediately contacted police. But the server that hosts the advertiser's website is not in Taiwan, and the products are all shipped from China. Police say there is nothing they can do. It violates the act governing food safety and sanitation, and it violates the Pharmaceutical Affairs Act. You can't advertise a non-medical product as having medical efficacy. First, we want them to stop disseminating the advert. Second, we want them to be punished with large fines. Huang is not the only one who's faced this situation. Famous doctor Wu Mingju and celebrities Sabrina Pai and Chen Mei Feng have also seen their images used in scam advertisements without permission. There are often no judicial remedies for these kinds of scams. A petition has been started on the National Development Council's public policy participation website, calling on the government to pay attention to these online fake sponsorship scams. Holidaymakers are flocking to the offshore county of Penghu, where a fireworks festival is on, on until early September. Then on September 12, the Penghu Bay International Light Festival will take the stage. This year, an enormous 8-meter-tall mermaid-shaped installation will be placed on a beach for the festival to create a spectacle of light and sound. Artists and designers will present more than 20 other lighting installations. Taiwanese actress Chen Meifeng and rock singer Wu Bai and other entertainers will participate in the event. How does a wheel cake stuffed with crispy fried chicken sound? It's not your average snack, but it's selling like crazy in Taoyuan's Zongyuan uh, Night Market. A creative vendor has come up with this unique treat and added cheese for extra flavor. Visitors are snapping up around 300 each day. Normally, Taiwan-style fried chicken is fished out from the fryer, seasoned and served. But now there's a new innovative way of enjoying the snack, stuffing the chicken inside wheel cake. Three to four pieces of salty crispy chicken are stuffed into a metal mould for a griddle cake. Then another mould is filled with grated cheddar and mozzarella. The two halves are then packed together like an overstuffed sandwich. This university student takes a big bite producing an enticing cheesy string. It's packed full of ingredients and I think it's very good value. It's because this style of fried chicken is something everyone eats. It's delicious when everything is mixed together, including the cheese. The breaded chicken pieces are really juicy and the cheese is delicious. The metal molds for the giant wheel cakes have a diameter of 8 centimeter. The shop's signature cheese and crispy salted chicken cakes with their tender and succulent chicken are difficult to resist. The recipe is actually a secret family one that's been passed down for generations. The crispy chicken is made with a secret recipe that's been handed down from our family. It was a common meal at home. My mother would fry it up for us. Later I thought it was delicious and combined it with different ingredients to see how it would taste. Lee experimented with flavors innumerable times, often to no avail. One day, while he worked at a hotel, he had a sudden flash of inspiration. He's now had his business for over two years, and now all details are paid close attention to, even the crispiness of the cake's crust. You have to do research from the crust to the cheese and even the chicken. What's different about our chicken crust compared with ordinary wheel cakes is that it's actually made of egg cake batter. It's not only the cheese and salty crispy chicken combination that's popular. A variation with kimchi and cheese has also become a hit. 
Lee says he sells an average of 300 cakes a day. This unique stall has become a must-go for young people, taking a stroll on Taoyuan's Zhongyuan Market. Marine life enthusiasts take note. A new aquarium will soon be opening in Taiwan. Located in Taoyuan's Qingpu, uh, Qingpu Village, the X Park, which debuted August 7th, is bringing all sorts of sea animals into the city. The media and several lucky visitors uh, were given a sneak peek of the facilities on Thursday. Some of the impressive sights include an 8-meter-tall fish tank and a glass pipe system that lets you see penguins swimming around your, above your head. Let's have a look. and silver pomfrets dance in the water. It's a mesmerising sight to behold. This 8 by 12 metre fish tank gives visitors an impressive view of all the marine species inside. After five years of construction, this is the first overseas branch of Japan's Hakajima Sea Paradise. It's called the X-Park. The complex covers a whopping area of 4,500 pings. The special lighting effects change the atmosphere in the jellyfish room. Unlike other aquariums in Taiwan that focus more on education, the X-Park places more emphasis on recreation. Penguins waddle around to the delight of onlookers. Their enclosure features a mysterious hole at the bottom of the tank. Where does it go? The hole connects to gigantic transparent pipes in the cafeteria. Here, visitors can enjoy a cup of coffee while looking at the penguins swimming around. My favourites are the penguins and the seals. They are really cute and they are rarer. Here, they have emperor penguins and megalanic penguins. They aren't as common. I like the penguins and the seals the most. They are adorable. Several lucky visitors got the chance to tour the aquarium before its official opening day. Speaking with media, they all agreed the animals are enchanting. The aquarium's operator had planned for the day in advance, dispatching nine Japanese employees to Taiwan and 15 Taiwanese employees to Japan for training. No detail was overlooked. Of all the aquariums in Taiwan, ours must be the only one that's located inland in a city. But because it's in an urban area, transportation is very convenient. People from all over Taiwan can come here on the high-speed rail. You can also take the Taoyuan MRT from Taipei. The aquarium will officially open in August, and pre-booked admission tickets are almost sold out. This area of Taoyuan's Qingpu village is set to become busier than ever. This area already has an IKEA and a cozy hotel. The opening of X Park next month is sure to put Qingpu on the map for summer holiday makers.